0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Joined now by Kevin McPherson. There, notice Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Well, today, Kevin was awards day. Were you surprised by any of the awards that were handed out, whether it's by the Associated Press, are the coaches?
1: You know, I really wasn't. Um, I think, you know, obviously the coaches had a bigger, you know, they had more players on each of the first and second team to hand out recognition, and obviously, you know, with that being the case, I thought it would have been malpractice had both J.D. Notay and Jalen Williams not made that first team, but they did. Jalen Williams, very deserving of an all-SEC defensive team, not as well when you really we've talked about it so many so many times randy how he is a unique rim defender because he's not just a shot blocker he takes charges around the basket which changes things for teams because it's a turnover that he creates when he takes a charge and he took 48 of them this year i've, I've got to think that's the NCAA division one I. I don't know that for a fact i just something tells me that's probably true uh but in all the way i mean he gets a lot of deflection, steals. And he sets a defense, I'll put it that way. And so it helps I think it helped Arkansas. And Musselman talked about this in his press conference today. It helped Arkansas get better on the perimeter because of because of the ability to trust Jalen Williams if you're a perimeter defender that he's gonna take care of the the incoming if, if if you know, the perimeter defenders were able to run off shooters off the three line. So, you know, I thought both both of those young men deserved what they got today. Uh, when you look at the AP award, five-member first team, five-member second team, J.D. Notay was one of three unanimous picks for that first team. Uh, Note was, and then Jalen Williams got second team. You know, you would have liked to see if you're an Arkansas fan, Jalen, get the nod on the AP first team. Um, but, you know, a, a more scaled back list of players, five and five, first and second team. So, I can understand how it played out that way. A lot of really good players. When you're talking about Basically, three teams that are ranked in the national top ten um, in Auburn, t- uh, Kentucky, and Tennessee. And then Arkansas, you know, in the 15 spot, um, it, it stands to reason you're going to have a lot of players that are deserving of that first team and second team just among those teams, not to mention the other ten league teams that have had really good players when you start breaking it down. So, you know, I think Arkansas did well today. You know, if you, look, if you go back to last year, Notay's six man of the year in the conference, Moses Moody was the only other player to really get all-league recognition as first-team all-league uh, newcomer of the year, freshman of the year. And and you thought maybe guys like Justin Smith and Jalen Tate maybe got overlooked a little bit, especially when you were looking at the all-defensive team. They didn't get a nod there. But I think they got it right this time with J.D. Notay and Jalen Williams, and kudos to those young men because it was well-earned.
0: How does your Arkansas use this in recruiting?
1: Well, it's simple. You're showing players that, look, everything kind of snowballs for us here now at Arkansas in a good way. Uh, we're going to get you exposure because we're a team that's, you know, respected nationally. We started the season with preseason rankings. Yeah, we hit a few bumps and fell, but we got right back up, got back into that top 15. And we're playing for league titles here, coming down the stretch. Last week of the the regular season, we're getting players recognition, making all league teams, and some of these national lists. You know, JD Notay. I thought the Sporting News picking in third team All American was a you know a great nod at the season he's had because that's one of the more respected publications. So you use those as selling points. You you use the fact that we're bringing in five stars and other high level guys are going to help you help maintain that level of success and help get you more exposure as a, as a recruit. So I think it definitely helps, especially you look back at the last three years. You had, well, since Musselman's been here, you had Mason Jones three years ago as co-SEC player of the year. I mentioned Note six man last year, Moody, who by the way, went on to not only be a lottery pick at Arkansas's first one and done, but last night he becomes one of six NBA rookies to score 30 points in a game this season, a career high. So, uh, obviously, for him in just his rookie season. So you've got a lot of selling points if you're this staff right now when it comes to recruiting. In a day like today and even Monday where, where some of the national awards came out, you know, Jalen Williams being named to Seth Davis's all-glue team nationally, that's a big deal. Stop, uh, stop, that, stop, that's stop, stop, he's been doing for years, hold and on, people hold, take on, Kevin, of those Kevin,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. All-glue team. This guy made the all glue team. They don't tell what the all glue team is. In the release, there was nothing about it. What does it mean to be on the all glue team?
1: Well, there's another way you can phrase it, and it's called a fixer. Jalen Williams fixes a lot. I just mentioned, you know, I think defensively he sets your defense because you can have breakdowns and he fixes things. When guys get by guys on drives, he's sliding over and taking charges. So maybe he's blocking shots or altering shots.
2: You fix things with glue, go ahead. and that's that's why they call it that, because you fix right, things? Right,
1: it kind of goes both right. You're a fixer. Glue fixes things. Okay. But, but you, know, he, you know, I thought Justin Smith last year was an example of a glue guy. Manny okay. Watkins, you know, if you go back to the young man that played for Arkansas and, and Mike Anderson was a glue guy, you have to have guys on your team. Not everybody's going to score 15 to 20 points or, you know, be a three-point shooter. Some guys, you want – Guys that can, are, are like Swiss Army knives. There's another way of phrasing it. that can do multiple things to help to help patch problem areas. And I think Jalen Williams is a perfect example of that because it seemed like every time Arkansas got in a pickle, this guy was was fixing a problem. You know, last year you could go even back to last year. I mentioned Justin Smith. In some ways, Devo Davis was that guy. He won a lot of 50-50 uh-huh. balls. Oh, uh, hasn't been as good maybe for him this year as it was last year. By the way, he was a preseason second-team All-SEC pick, and I think the second half of league play, he, he started, started to turn things around. But you got to have guys that can do some of the intangible stuff. Some of it is very tangible, but not necessarily things, too, that show up in a, in a box score.
2: Okay, well, thanks for explaining that, because we had, saw that release yesterday, and I read it. Randy read it. It didn't say what all glue was. It just said he made the team. So It
0: was just um, sticky when I handled it.
1: That's right. You did a nice job of that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think most folks that you know, pay attention to sports have heard the glue guy. Uh, well, I pay attention to sports a lot,
2: and I've never heard that term, so thank you very much.
1: <laughs> man, he's going downhill while he's I mean, at it. Man, well, then yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm making it worse. I'm taking myself a bigger role. <laughs> at any rate, um, I've heard it before. I've never, before, heard...
2: I've never but... heard any player say, man, I just want to be a glue guy. I mean, I've never heard that before. Well, but anyway, yeah. you've
1: explained it very, very well.
2: The bit the next question, but I think though, is...
1: I think the thing is, it's really coaching staffs that have to do a good job of selling players on the value of the things that are not so glitzy and glamour, like scoring the ball. Not everybody's going to be a J.D. Notay who can go out and give you 20 just about on any given night. And Jalen Williams certainly raised his offensive game. I think that's a big reason why the young man is where he is in terms of these accolades. But at the same time... He's always been a volume rebounder. When you start counting up how good he is, especially on the defensive end, that's where his strength is—defensive rebounding. Then you add in the charges taken, uh, the block shots, the steals. When you put all that together, it's a—it's a unique combination of being an elite defender. And I think he was worthy of that all SEC defense making that team and of uh, the first team nod for both No. Williams. I think is exactly earned. I don't, I don't think either one of those got yeah, it would have been very disappointing had Jalen Williams not come away with at least making one of those first teams, either mm-hmm. the coaches or AP. So he did get that, so I think that was I think that was fitting.
2: The big question going to the SEC tournament, obviously, is Adis Tony, and and I guess today he's still in a boot. You know, we we thought he might play against Tennessee even right up to tip off, and then he didn't. Now he's still in a boot. One, what do you think the chances are he does play, and two. If he doesn't, whether it's Johnson or Likes who starts, boy, that really cuts into Arkansas's depth, doesn't it?
1: It does because Mussman doesn't really play beyond the six or seven rotation when you start looking at the minutes in terms of volume of minutes. Um, and, you know, Tony, he said today, he said he's still in a boot. He said he's a ways away from being ready, that he will travel with the team, so he'll be there. You know, Jalen Williams, I think it was last year, was it COVID protocol?
2: I think it was COVID protocol when Jalen missed missed the
1: SEC tournament. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. And if you
1: remember, Arkansas had two rubber matches in the SEC tournament. They played Missouri a third game in the quarterfinals, uh, defeated Missouri in another one of those hard-fought physical games, and got rewarded with LSU in the semifinals and lost that game. Of course, Arkansas, again, was without Jalen Williams, and that was the, the third time those teams had played. And if you look at Arkansas side of the bracket, it's Ole Miss and Missouri, and the winner of that game plays LSU. Well, Arkansas, if it plays LSU or Missouri, it'll be a it'll be a third game with LSU. It would be a rubber match because they, or excuse me, with it, none of those teams would it technically be a rubber match. Arkansas went undefeated, two and zero against both Missouri and LSU, and obviously they beat Ole Miss in the road game in the, in the only meeting. Uh, but either way, if you get a team a third time. You know, they always say it's it's very difficult to win three win that third game if you won the first two. I think that's proven true at times, and I think uh, I don't think that bothers Eric Mussman one bit. He said Arkansas, he thinks it benefits. He effectively said today in his press conference that the more that you see a team and play against them, the more you're ready to play them again. So that's his take on it. I do think what your point is, though, with Tony being out, it changes a lot because not only do you have to tweak the rotations, figure out who's starting, who's going to get the minutes, but Tony's a – talk about defender. This guy was probably Arkansas's best perimeter defender consistently this year. Um, you know, we know what he does on offense. He gets offensive rebounds. He gets putbacks. He's a very good cutter behind defenders and benefits from some really good passes from guys like Devo and J. Will and Notay and finishes around the rim. And so and then he got to the free throw line a lot and made around 78%. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things there that you really wish you have in O.D.'s Tony for this SEC tournament. But you certainly want him ready for the NCAA tournament. If that means yeah. missing the SEC tournament, That's I right. think we know which, which tournament's more important.
2: Agreed with that. Uh, you have to go back to the LSU game. I know we're about to get a break here, uh, but Arkansas would not have beaten LSU without Tony because they did such a good job on Note And if LSU does similar good work on Note, somebody else is going to have to pick up the slack. Um, but that remains to be seen, and we'll see if LSU's the team they play. Most likely. And there is the music. So but we will step aside for a moment. I Ain't heard right, it Kevin? this time, guys. So, Kevin, our question <laughs> when go. we come back, you can ponder this. What do you think about what you're hearing out of LSU today? And would that possibly affect them continuing to play this year? Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. Very good.
0: Hang tight. All right. Rick Schaefer, along with Scoop, better known as Kevin McPherson, courtesy of hogville.net. you. <laughs> Often imitated, but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net, courtesy of Hogville.net. I already said that. Um, All right, Kevin. We're asking about LSU. What
2: what do you know? There you go. From what you've observed with LSU, and only Sports Illustrated has really put much out on this, that they got their letter today. What do you think is going to happen there? And we even had a guy call that said they're tweeting out of Louisiana that they might not even play in the SEC tournament. I don't believe that, but what do you think?
1: Well, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, I've heard the same rumor, guys. You're right, Sports Illustrated's out front on this one. Uh, So they've got their notification of allegations, major infractions, and they involve Will Wade. We know the FBI was involved. Um, uh, I guess this was going back to 2017. It seems like yesterday. It's been five years. Five years. Um, it's been five years. Will Wade is a guy that has stuck around, and so anything LSU does preemptively will surprise me because they, they certainly they've certainly let things roll and and it's been business as usual. I'll phrase it that way. I think that's appropriate. Um. You know, and here's a guy in my opinion as much talent as that he's recruited and brought in there and however by whatever means he got him there is way underachieved. Um, but LSU you know has handled it the way it's handled to it this point. so anything you know canceling the SEC tournament the rest of the season, uh, I'll be surprised by that based on the way that LSU has you know continued doing I mean they've kept the same. They kept the coach in place the entire time. Uh, well, he was you know, suspended was initially. Interesting...
2: He he was suspended initially, when that came out for the rest of the season. Then he came back. So well,
1: he re- and I think he refused through his attorney to cooperate yes. with the interviews
2: uh, with the,
1: with the athletic department and the chancellor. That's right. That's and somehow right. that worked that, into his favor, keeping his job and coaching the program. Amazing. So you're right. Be- but beyond that, once that became what the decision was, was to retain him. And allowing them to move forward, they—they've—I they not batted an eye. Now, when you get your allegations from the NCAA, you're, you're thinking maybe that'll, that will could possibly change things in how LSU's athletics department or the chancellor, whomever, makes a decision. Maybe we ought to put the pump the brakes here and, and shut it down this year, and try to preemptively punish ourselves. I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, but I do think, uh, you know, there's folks that are going to prison that were part of this scandal. One mm-hmm. of the uh, gentlemen that uh, is, I think, about to start serving time or in the or has in his 18-month sentence was involved directly with Wade. So
2: That's right.
1: Uh, and we know it was, a, you know, I think the situation where Wade was on tape, it was over Javante Smart, who's now in the NBA, uh, you know, a, a guy that ended up being, I think, a three- or four-year player there, a um, guard, and so that was kind of the, the name that was – that was famously brought Will Wade's quotes out on that recording talking about the offer that was made mm-hmm. to smart smart that yeah. brought him to LSU.
2: Well, it's interesting. I, we said earlier on the program, whether they play the rest of this season or not, before next year this is all going to uh, come out, and I just figured that this is what LSU's been waiting for because now they can fire him without paying him anymore, whereas before if they fired him they would have had to pay his contract out. So, anyway. Yeah, that's they're...
1: right. If they If they – you know, um, and I believe there was a a negotiated. I, I yeah, believe college. after oh, yeah. everything that came out, yeah, some like yeah. a couple of years later, his contract yes. was was changed, and yeah. maybe there was some agreement that was built in where they could react or whatever when it once it kept, finally came down from the NCAA, and maybe that was part of the agreement. Yes, you know, compromised for him to go ahead and stay on until such time. So we'll see.
2: But that was we'll see what reason. happens.
1: But it's very interesting that it's being it's coming out now with the SEC tournament uh, starting tomorrow. And then LSU will play Thursday mm-hmm. against the winner of Ole Miss and, and Missouri, which will emerge from the Wednesday first-round game. And then Arkansas gets the winner out of that group mm-hmm. on Friday. So it would be very interesting to see how much of that's still being I'm, – I'm assuming it's going to be a topic of conversation uh, with, with the <laughs> yeah. SEC network coverage and the ESPN part of it as well. Arkansas, by the way, will play around 1 o'clock on Friday, and I think that game will be actually be on ESPN.
2: Well, okay. Yes, yes, it will. I'm gonna guess 1:30 because the first game starts at 11. Yeah, you know, so right. probably 1:30, 1:40 before Arkansas plays. Yeah.
1: That's right. It, it's I think they technically said it's a one o'clock start, but usually it's what 20, 25 minutes after completion yeah. of the first, the, the prior game.
2: So that's right. Yeah. You're, you're
1: right. That's probably the more accurate time frame the way it'll play out. And by the way, guys, I wanted to mention this. Uh, we talked about Notay and Williams. It's the first time the coaches have put two Razorbacks on the first team since since Corliss Williamson and Scotty Thurman. Wow. You go all the way back uh, to the 94-95 season. Uh, and then for Williams being named All-SEC First Team and then also the All-Defensive Team, I believe only Daniel Gafford and Lee Mayberry had that combination of postseason awards. So that's pretty significant. And, you know, we know that Mayberry went on, on to be a late first-round pick in the 92 draft, Daniel Gafford an early second-round pick um, in the 2019 draft. So it'll be interesting to see with Williamson's multiple talents on the basketball court at both ends, at his size and, um, you know, just how strong he was in SEC play when the stakes were higher, is he able to parlay that into postseason? we we'll jump ahead of ourselves. Arkansas still got – a season to play out that's the best part of it, March Madness, right? But be able to do for himself in terms of professional avenues and opportunities after his sophomore season uh, something to pay attention to. Just Randy asked me on the previous segment, how does this help recruiting? How does it also help these players at the, and, and, you know, take that next step to making money playing the sport that they're excelling at?
0: All right, we're going to go with Carol. We've got several questions we could fire at you, but let's go with Carol. She's been... He or she's been waiting. Carol, good afternoon.
3: Hello. I just wanted to call. I listened yesterday and uh, it really surprised me and then I've heard it again today, so I thought I'm gonna to have to make my first call. It's about the glue of the team. <laughs> and I have heard that yeah. since I was in grade school. Yeah. I can't believe neither of you have heard it. You're I'm way discussed ahead of us. It. Uh, I've discussed it with a 20 year old young man at the university. Mm. He holds, glue holds things together. He holds the team together. He, he can pass and no one knows. He can, he, from out of bounds, he can find someone. He doesn't look and he can find someone. He does everything. The closest person that I can think to comparing to, uh, I mean, it is a little crazy, but you, and I think you know him even though you're not big NBA uh sometimes, but Steph Curry he holds well, I think the team. we know who <laughs> he is, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought you did. He's okay, the glue for that team. That. Yeah. He he can shoot all the time, but he doesn't shoot all the time. He can make a pass, just like Jalen can. They hold it together. They are the the guys that know exactly what is needed when it's needed, and they hold it together. So, I had to get that off my chest.
2: Well, hey, you and Kevin are way ahead of Randy and me. Well, I give you credit. Way to go!
3: Well, she, she actually did a better job life.
1: than I did explaining that.
3: Well, it's just something I've heard all my life, and I mean, I've just talked I don't about think I've heard a better
1: audition for Tuesdays and
3: Thursdays. <laughs> <That's right.
1: laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that's good. <laughs>
2: All right.
0: Thank you, Carol. All right. Thank you, Kevin.